podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we're back, TAT Pod. Um, I was away for a week in Portugal and a few of the guys were unavailable, so apologies for no podcast when we were actually winning games. Um, a few of my friends have told me I need to stay in Portugal because we won two out of two whilst I was there. And we've come back and we've lost to bottom of the league, Nottingham Forest, which for those guys who know me, is a tough one to take for me personally because that's my, that's my city, that's where I live. I've got a lot of friends who support Forest. My phone is switched off right now because I don't, I, I can't bear to look at it. But um, we're going to talk about the game, where it went wrong, what happened, where we go from here. And I am joined once again by my good friend, George. How are you, mate? Uh, after that, not, not so well, but, um, you know, just living life, trying to, trying to be as positive as, as I can. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it was a tough one today. Yeah, very, very tough one. Uh, just before you guys, you know, we go any further, make sure you're in our sporting and group chat link down there in the description. They are sponsored. They sponsor this whole thing so we can even do this on YouTube. They're an amazing brand and, um, yeah, we're all on there in the group chat, obviously giving our opinions right now. We're going to do player ratings in there. I think everyone, apart from maybe two players, are going to get pretty poor ratings. But um, we'll get on to it. And also smash that like button and subscribe if you're new to the channel, please. That would be very much appreciated. We are closing in on 300. So um, if you can do that, I would. Uh, we would all appreciate it. But let's get straight into it, George. This lineup. Now, let me just change something real quick. Um, to be honest, mate, I was never confident about this game. And a lot of my friends that support Forest are in group chats talking about the game beforehand. They were asking me, how can you not be confident about this game? And I was saying this when Tiago was actually rumoured to be in the lineup because this lineup was floating around social media for a long time. Um, and I, I wasn't confident even when Tiago was rumoured in that lineup because there's no real focal point there up front. There's no, I don't know, like it just wasn't a lineup that really fooled me with any confidence. And then as soon as Thiago was confirmed that he was missing because of his ear infection, and then I saw Curtis Jones come in, I I was thinking, oh, I'll take a 1-0 all day long here because it's away from home. It's an early kickoff. Two things that Liverpool don't really respond well to at the minute, at least. Um, disjointed Liverpool team with no Diaz, no Nunes, no Jota. And I know there should still be enough in that side to go and beat Nottingham Forest comfortably. But we know how this team works. We know how reliant we are on certain individuals. And that's embarrassing, by the way. We'll get on to Thiago in a bit. But the fact that this team, this group of players, this manager, we are so reliant on whether Thiago Alcantara is available to play or not is crazy because he's got a crazy injury record. Yet our win percentage is shocking when he's not playing. So we'll get on to that a bit later, mate. But when you saw the lineup, you know, after Thiago was confirmed to be out, where was you at? Did you think we we're going to win? Did you still think we'd be okay or what? Um, to be honest, I'm the, on the same boat as you. I, I wasn't too confident just because so far this season, we've either played with Carvalho or Harvey, either or, you know, playing and starting. And then you have both of them playing, both young players, and they've played tons this season already. Then you have Curtis Jones coming back from a long layoff, who hasn't played much at all, really. I mean, he came out a little bit last match. But, you know, with those three, you, you kind of, you, like you mentioned, you, you lose that fear factor in a way 
um, you know, when you play against teams and especially when you go away from home, it, you lose the fear factor. And I think no Diaz, no Nunes, those players are obviously no Tiago, like to control the whole game. It's a, uh, it, it's a huge miss. So was I, com- was I confident? I would say no. Obviously I still hope for us to win the game. And like you mentioned, we should be able to still win games without, maybe one or two players like that we shouldn't have to rely on one or two players to win his games uh but in, in reality that's where we are now uh now in a few years time when we talk about fabio cavallo and harvey Elliott, we'll be talking about different things right like they're young players so they're just coming onto the scene harvey's done amazing fabio's done brilliant as well it's just when you go away from home and you just don't have the fear factor when those two play uh when they're both starting and also Harvey is as good as he is on the ball. He doesn't have any real pace. Firmino doesn't have any pace. You're only re- pretty much relying on Mo Salah with some of pace to go on behind and kind of do something, uh, you know, in, in that sort of a way. So everything else is in front of Nottingham Forest when it comes to this lineup. There's no threat in behind, really. Um, I didn't think we'll be playing anything in behind too much, and we really didn't. Uh, I mean it was way too easy for them to defend us for most of the match. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll get on to individual performances in a minute. Um, I'm probably going to butcher your name, bro, but I'll give it a try. Abdul Wahab says that Fabinho was embarrassing. I think the, the whole midfield um, was poor. I personally think Harvey Elliott was uh, one or two of our, our good players. I think he played well. But like you say, George, he's, he's still not got that pace in him where he's just going to burst past players and the, the the players are more disappointed in today and I, I hate saying this because I love him so much but Virgil, Virgil van Dijk bro how many chances do you need this man should be scoring so many goals for us the amount of balls we put onto his head um there was the one in the first half then there was about three in the second half like they're free headers as well they're not as if they're you know, the, the the chances where it's gone like for a 50-50, we've literally put the ball onto his head. And that one where he tried to knock it down for Firmino, what, I, I, I was fuming, I just don't understand. You're two yards out from the goal. You're Virgil van Dijk, you're six foot four, you're a giant. Go for goal. Like, okay, he's trying to give Firmino an easier chance, but I don't think it was on. And when you're that close to goal, you've just got to take the chances and, he, he didn't, and we didn't today. It wasn't just him, by the way. There was a few more. Um, but, yeah, I, I just don't know where to begin with the performances, mate. We'll, do you have anything to say with the players who, who particularly didn't play well or, you know, that you think, you know, you – I don't even know. Like, yeah. The next game or – Yeah, it, it's tough to pick point players that, you know, play to the standard. Uh, I think Harvey was, you know, the brightest of the bunch. I, obviously, Allison has been, I think, player of the season so far, and he's saved us in so many matches so far, and saved us again today in so many so many of, like, forced chances that they had they could have scored. But uh, for me, it, you know, this game was we, – we played – we were sloppy. Uh, I thought we kind of lacked the intensity. We didn't have the creativity to destroy those blocks of four – that Nottingham Forest had. And everything was in front of Forest. They, we had no threat whatsoever. It, maybe one or two times we played in, in between them, in between the lines, and we got in. And that was in the first half when Mo Salah had a shot with the left foot. It just kind of rolled towards Henderson, so he didn't really do too much. But 
it was far few like we, we just didn't have chances there's no creativity but for me even at, like this whole game was sloppy right like we can all agree to that we weren't to our bus but we still could have won this game we had chances mm -hmm. to win this game and for me it's more about the decision making like you mentioned about van dyke he could have had three goals uh van dyke three goals at least even if you're not going to score at least has the keeper you're five yards away at least has the keeper um and then we had the the chance with um mo salah where he completely missed the ball where he could have brought it down and we can blame the sun we can do all these things but in the end of the day is just the decision making and those chances and those half chances that we had they could have made a big difference and maybe we score one of those van dyke chances and then you know the intensity increases everybody you know gets mm -hmm. motivated everything gets going but it, it just we could have had four to five goals but despite playing so bad and so sloppy just the decision making wasn't there and you know you need the composure when you're in those situations and we just didn't have any of that 100 mate and i think you make a point about the pressure there and I noticed in the last 20 minutes, we waited until the last 20 minutes to apply the pressure and Forrest were literally fighting for their lives. And I'm disappointed in Klopp today, to be honest, because I, for two reasons. One, I think he should have brought Trent on way earlier. At halftime, I was calling for Trent because it was glaringly obvious that we needed somebody that can actually find that killer ball, somebody that can play those defence splitting balls. There was nobody on that pitch that can do that, not one player. I don't care how poor Trent's been in other games, whatever. He's been on the bench for a couple, for a little bit now, bringing him back into the team. And we needed Trent way earlier, way earlier. You saw the quality of his of his deliveries and his corners when he came on. If we had him for 45 minutes, maybe he could have been the difference. Um, we'll get on to Alisson in a minute. That We'll get on to Alisson. But um, the other reason why I'm disappointed in Klopp today, bitterness. I don't know if you've seen the, the quotes from him. He's basically saying Forrest won because we gave him the chances and we didn't take ours and I'm not going to praise a team where they give the other team six clear-cut chances. Like, yes, there might be some element of truth to that, but at the same time, I think you've just got to hold your hands up and say, for a team that's rock bottom of the championship, that looks absolutely shocking, that is inevitably going to go down, I think, from this point. You've got to give them some credit because we... Like we couldn't break them down in the last, especially in the last 30 minutes or so. We were trying and trying and trying. They just camped in the box. Um, not that we made it difficult for them, to be fair, but you was just waiting for them to make one mistake and it never came. And Dean Henderson, online from Man United, you could see how much he wanted that win today. The amount of incredible saves he made was just ridiculous. And this seems to happen to us quite a lot. These goalkeepers that haven't been great all season, when they play against us, they turn into Manuel Neuer and I think Dean Henderson was probably um, deserving of the man of the match today, in my opinion. But Alisson, I agree. I agree with this comment. I'm not saying we should sell Alisson. I'm not saying he should hand in a transfer request. But I agree. Alisson deserves more than this. He, At the minute, he's the only player, the only player worthy of any praise. Because if it's not for him today, we lose 2 or 3-0 to bottom of the league. Make no mistake about it. They had two or three really good opportunities where Alisson had to stand up tall and make the save. That one from, was it Ryan Yates, I think? I can't remember who it was. Um, I don't know how we saved it. I'm still 
trying to figure out how he saved it. And this isn't just the first time this has happened with Ali. He's done it game in, game out, game in, game out. Even if we've lost games by a goal, he's made two or three crazy saves. And he's the best goalkeeper in the world. Oh, I, I think that's undisputed. The amount of times he saves us, the amount of times he keeps the scoreline down. If, if touching wood, if we had one more injury to the team and it's Alisson Becker, we're finished. We are finished. Finished. We, we, we could already be finished. This could be the kind of result that just plays on our mind a bit and just makes it get worse. But yeah, just talk to me about Alisson Becker, George. Where would we be without this man? Because for me, he's the best keeper I've ever seen, the best keeper for Liverpool, the best keeper our club's ever had, in my opinion. Yeah, 100%. I mean, without Alisson, we'll be losing games 4-5-0. So uh, especially on the run that we've been in throughout the season so far, when we concede first and they get more and more chances, they get more... Um, you know, pumped up and um, no, we, we're just without Allison. We're honestly our goal differential. <laughs> I don't even know where it would be right now. Um, it, just the saves that he makes, it's not just any goalkeeper, no other goalkeeper in the Premier League. You know, maybe Ederson could potentially make those saves, but man, the, the amount of saves, the amount of times he's kept us in games, um, is just unbelievable. And I mentioned with Allison. We're looking at look three, four nil defeats, and obviously with those defeats, your confidence gets way worse than it will be now. And just, I, I think he's the best goalkeeper in the world right now. I think he he's been for quite a while. Um, good with his with his feet, uh, the the saves he makes. The uh, he has more assists than what Jack Grealish. So it's like you know the 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 like obviously the assists is one thing, but the saves, the the reflexes, the, the distribution. Every like he's the complete goalkeeper in my book. Uh, when it comes to goalkeepers, I, I don't think I've seen anybody quite like him in a mm -hmm. in a very long time. Not not just at Liverpool, but I mean, you, you look at all the you know the best keepers around the world. It's yes, they can make saves, but can they distribute the ball just as good as him? No. Or can they distribute just as good as him, but they cannot make those saves that he makes? And he just kind of has everything put in one. So. Uh, I'm just glad that he's in Liverpool. I'm glad that he's in, you know, top form. Uh, like I said, player of the season for me so far. Yeah, agreed. I feel that goes without saying. Um, yeah. Where do we go from here, mate? Because this was my worry. Like, we beat Man City. That's all well and good. You can get yourselves up for these big games. You know, we have to make sure that, okay, if the results aren't there in other games, when we play Man City we still have to make sure that we show we're still able to compete with them in one-off games. And that's what we did. We absolutely incredible that game. Um, going forward defensively, unreal. And then we followed it up with a win against West Ham. Similar thing, got the goal, defended brilliantly. So what's happened, George, in that time? I know we've had a lot of injuries since then. Jota's been out. Um, Nunes is out Thiago's got an ear infection hopefully we'll be okay for Wednesday I think that's what Klopp just said uh, Nunes and Thiago that is hopefully ready for Wednesday but how how is it you can do that against Man City and then go to bottom of the league and perform like that what what do you think's changed like is it a mentality thing is it okay you can fire yourselves up for the big games and then kind of be a bit arrogant towards the lesser sides or what yeah, I think it's a combination of everything. Uh, I mean, obviously, so many changes in the lineup today. Um, we're as well as we played against Manchester City and then follow up, you know, two 1 0 wins 
uh, on in a row, clean sheets, two clean sheets in a row. It's you know you would think that the confidence is back, but in reality, when it, there's just so many games, uh, and I don't want to make excuses because everybody's having to deal with those sort of things, but it comes back to the same exact thing. We get the injuries and we have to make changes, and then now we got to play Carvalho, Harvey, Curtis Jones. And when everybody else around is not in top form or not firing, it's very tough for those young guys to, you know, fit in and do well. It, I mean, Harvey been one of our best players so far this season. So to put the amount of pressure on him, um, it, it's just, it, it shouldn't happen. And it goes back to what we're saying. We're relying on two or three individuals, two or three players to be winning games for us every single mm-hmm. game. And we all know Tiago can't play every single game. That's, we, we know that like, it's just, it's not something new. It's, it's just what it is. Like he's amazing, grateful one of the best midfielders in the world, but he cannot stay fit. And whether it's, you know, ear infection for today's game or a little knock here or a little pull here or a month out with his hamstring or whatever it is, he's going to miss games. And we need, and I hope, I really do hope we can get on some sort of a run. And, and this was my hope after the Manchester City game. We get on some sort of a run up until the World Cup. We come back from the World Cup. We have one or two matches. And right away, we sign somebody in the January transfer window. We have one <laughs> or two signings that we just, you know, that bring something, that bring life back to the this team, the squad. And then we can go on and hopefully... You see that happening? Signing somebody? I actually do. I, I really do yeah, think that in well. January, we'll be, we'll be signing. So I don't know... Now, obviously, it's not going to be 100 million for somebody. Mm. I do think we're going to sign somebody in January just because I think Jurgen Kopp has finally seen the light in the end of the tunnel. And like, he has to sign somebody. If, he, if Liverpool don't sign anybody in January, for me, we're just giving up on the Premier League season and we're going to go fully concentrate on the Champions League. That's, that's what it would signal to me, just because it's clear as day that we need Thiago playing nonstop. And when Thiago doesn't play, um, we, we just look a completely different team. Even when he came off uh, last game, the, the last, what, 15, 20 minutes or whenever he came off, we look completely different. We, we lost, we lost the, the battle in midfield. We lost the composure that we have. We, we just lost the game without him on the yep. field. And uh, I feel, you know, Nunes is, thankfully, Nunes is coming into light and coming into his own now. Uh, a lot of people had doubts about him, but... He just needed time, and obviously the record didn't help. Um, it just his confidence dropped. It, it, it just took some time for him to get used to the Liverpool squad, and I think now he's now we know what he's capable of. But it doesn't help now that we had lost Jota for a long time. Diaz mm-hmm. is out for a long time. Like all these things, I, I know we keep coming back to injuries, but you have Nunes is not firing. Jota comes back, and we're happy with Jota just because Nunes is not doing well. Now Jota's out, Nunes is back in, and now we're happy Nunes is in. Imagine if something happened to Mo Salah today when he went down. What, what do we do? Like, at mm-hmm. that point, like, we, we just – as we have so many players, but at this point, the season does seem cursed to where we cannot get everybody fit at the same time and firing at the same time. It just – we're relying on one or two players to save us, and that's just the reality for me for now. And it, even if we would have got, you know, a draw today, um, I would have said, okay, it's – it's not a loss. I know we should be winning those games, but with the lineup we put out, as we both said, we I didn't feel confident at all just because we're we're missing key players and the attacking options on the bench were Chamberlain, 
who, you know, he came on and I honestly did not, I don't, did he even touch the ball? I know he had the one cross, but that was about it. So, and yeah. it's not, it's not a knock on him because he's been out for such a long time and he's had injury issues. So it, it, it's just, again, one thing after another, one, one player comes back, another one goes out, one player comes back, another one goes out and we're just mixing them up like that. Yeah. And it's true what you say about Ox as well, because football is such a fickle sport and at half time when some people thought Curtis Jones wasn't playing well at all, um, they were begging for Oxford Chamberlain to come on. And I'm thinking, hang on a minute, you guys have literally been calling this man every name under the sun for the last year. And now all of a sudden you want him to come on to change the game. And like you say, he came on, didn't do anything. And you're right. The, we, we, it's crazy because we have all these injuries. We know that we should still have enough to go and beat Forest, And I think any other team would. But we know for, for whatever reason, when there's certain players missing for our team, we're doomed and it was it wasn't just Tiago today I think Luis Diaz was a massive massive miss there was no one in that front three that was going to take the game to Forest defenders Mo Salah anonymous uh Fabio Carvalho didn't really do much even though he was playing on the left um Harvey Elliott was probably the most busy one out of all of them so we don't have any players that's going to be direct at the defence and not just for this game, for the next few games because they're both out. I think Diaz is coming back um, after the World Cup, but I think Jota, it's not looking good for him. It's not sounding good for him. Um, Klopp used that famous phrase when he said, um, we'll wait for him like a good wife when her husband goes to prison. And he said that about uh, Virgil van Dijk when he did his ACL and he said it about Harvey Elliott. So... Yeah, you know, it's not sounding good for Diogo, and it's a shame, really, because I just want to touch on Tony uh, Tony's comment here, just real quickly about the new system. What we saw Jota in his new position, I really was liking it. You know, he was just behind the striker, showing exactly what he can do, and his his all game all round game is often been criticised by Liverpool fans, like his link up plays, passing, his chance creation. But for those two or three games where he was playing a bit deeper behind the striker, almost in the Bobby role. He was thriving. He was doing really well, causing so many issues. And now we don't have him. We don't have Diaz. Um, Nunes, hopefully, back for Wednesday. So, like you say, Mo Salah is literally it. And thankfully, he came out of that game okay. Well, we think he's come out of the game okay. Because if he was out, you're probably looking at Bobby Clark. 18-year-old, 17-year-old on the bench and uh, people like that. So, this does all come down to one thing, I believe. Investment and recruitment. Um I don't want to get in, into too much of a debate right now, but we needed more in the window. I think we all know that. And I, I get heat a lot on my, on my personal Twitter because people say, oh, you said we didn't need a midfielder. You said we didn't need this. I never said that. I said we needed the right midfielder and I still stand by it. You know, just because you, you're bringing, you want us to bring in a midfielder for the numbers to because they might have a better injury record, fine. But Gino Arnaldo was fit for every single game of 2021 season. He was terrible. So, um, just bringing in a number, I don't necessarily think would have fixed the position. We have numbers now. Look at Stefan Badsetic on the bench. If all you want is numbers, fine, use one of them. I still stand by the fact that we needed the right player. And whether we should have done more to try and get that right player, of course, I, I know the, the argument, oh, there's more players than Jude Bellingham and Shurmany available. A million percent there is. But for whatever reason, they didn't sign anyone. I don't know why that is. I would have personally liked Ruben Neves from Wolves. 
he was the one where, you know, on that last two or three days when it came out, we were going to sign somebody. He was the one I really wanted, Ruben Nevers. I think he would have been brilliant for us. Um, but we ended up with Arthur and Lone, who won't probably kick a ball for Liverpool. So, um, like you say, mate, I don't have much faith in these uh, in these lot running the club right now. But hopefully, um, we can just about get through to the World Cup. And then in the January window, we, we have to do something one minimum, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's Moises Caicedo, I don't know. I don't know who it is, but I think he's a good player. But yeah, I don't know who's going to bring him. But um, like you say, let's just look at these fixtures, mate, because you make a good point. And I was on a preview stream yesterday for this game and I looked at the Forest game, then Leeds, then Tottenham, then Southampton. They're our fixtures before the World Cup in the Premier League, right? So Forest away, we lost. Leeds at home, Tottenham away. Southampton away, Southampton at home, sorry. So I said yesterday on the stream, still wasn't confident about this game. The proof's there, go and look back. I pretty much said bar for bar what's going to happen in this game and I pretty much predicted how this game panned out. It's, it's crazy, but um, yeah, I looked at those fixtures and said, if we can get on a, a, a run of form, the one there that you'd be a bit worried about is Tottenham away. Um, but they're favourable fixtures on paper, aren't they, really? So... Yeah. I said, oh, if we win this game tomorrow and then we can go on the run of form. It's not happened yet. So what do you think needs to change, mate, to get us back on track and end the first half of the season in good spirit so that when the World Cup does finish, we can come back and kind of start again and refresh? Honestly, so now we have three remaining fixtures in the Premier League. We have the Leeds at home, Spurs away, and then Southampton at home. So realistically, out of the nine points at least seven points i would say going into the world cup seven out of the nine obviously today was um i was i won it and i was expecting a win before i saw the lineup and then obviously we talked where we talked about that but um it's it just anything besides seven out of nine points um it's it's not going to be looking good for me just because every other team up there is you know, winning games like you, we're 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 not talking about the Newcastles. We're not talking about you know the top seven. We're talking about the top two. We're talking about Arsenal, Manchester City. That's that's what I'm. I've been looking and I've always said, for me, I never want to rule Liverpool out of the Premier League. Still challenging. Uh, you know, a lot of people who give me stick on Twitter just because I I still stand by what I said that. I, I still think Liverpool are in the title race, and I still believe that there is a chance that we can get there. I think Manchester City and Arsenal are both very capable of dropping points. I know Arsenal seem invincible right now, and they seem absolutely amazing. But there's going to be there's going to be a point, a stretch of games where Arsenal start to struggle, and whether it's injuries or you know, and everybody still has to play each other. Um, Arsenal and Manchester City they got to play each other, so there's still a lot of points to be played for. So if we can go into the World Cup break with around 10 to 12 points behind Arsenal somehow and seven to nine points behind Manchester City and we get our players back and possibly sign a player in January. I think we're it, we were down, what was it, 14 points last season and we made that up. People, I know we like to live in the moment and we're like, okay, we, lie, we, ha- we haven't had a good season. In the end of the day, b- before today's game, 
everybody was starting to be like, oh my God, we, we still might be able to challenge now. Oh my God, we beat Manchester City. We got two, two, game, uh, two games, two wins, two clean sheets. We're only seven points behind Manchester City. Like things are looking up. Like seven points is, is not that big of a deal, you know? So now we lose the game. Now we're all like, all right, we're done. We're finished. It's just very hard to step away and look at the big picture because there's still so many games to be played. There's still so many points. And injuries can happen to any team at any moment. So to keep players, if Holland goes out, not that I'm wishing anything bad on Holland, but if Holland goes out, the Manchester City team, that's most, if not all their goals gone. So, and, you know, no Jesus, no Sterling, like they've sold off some of the players that, that would be willing to step in. So there's a lot of games to be played. And I know it's very hard to think about it in a way, in a positive way for Liverpool. But if we can get seven out of the nine points coming up from those three games, I think we're in decent shape to, you know, regroup, get away for a little bit, challenge, you know, at least get into the top four in a, in a comfortable manner. Um, so that's where that's where I stand. I, I know a lot of a lot of Liverpool fans would disagree and say title's gone. We're we're nowhere near that. And I would agree to an extent. Like we're nowhere near the play that we've been in the past few years, and we're nowhere near of we we're only, we were only seven points away from Manchester City. So. With all that being said, anybody can drop points. I think this is going to be one of the – like we're not going to see 90 points from any team, I don't think, like 95 points, 97, 98, whatever it was in the past few years uh, from any team. And I think there's just so many games to be played. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure what what's going to happen. Uh, like you say, I think the priority is just get back in the top four somehow. Um, and then you look up the table because even when we've been at our absolute best, Klopp has always said the aim at the start of the season is to finish top four. Even last season, when the season before, or whatever, when we won the league, um, he said that the ambition was always the same, finish top four and or aim for top four. And then once you're in there, once you're looking good, then you look further up the table so I think that's the first step just we have to do better against these kinds of teams it's fine you can you can lose to the your rival sides I mean last season we didn't beat any of our rivals um you know we didn't beat City we didn't we didn't beat uh, Chelsea so those were the two teams at the start of the season anyway that people said we're going for the title um so it's fine you can drop points or lose games to them but it's teams like Forest, bottom of the league. If you want to think about winning a title, there's just no way that you can drop points or lose to these. I mean, look at the other team that got promoted, Fulham. I mean, we, we beat Bournemouth 9-0, but we drew to Fulham as well. So that's it's a bit of a concern to me. I can't lie that, you know, we, we're struggling so much against these newly promoted sides, um, especially a team like Forest who, you know, everyone's been talking about them. Oh, they've signed 20,000 players and they're not gelling. Well, they beat us today, so... I don't know. It's a bit. It's a bit odd, but we're just going to end the stream here because um, you know there's more games and stuff going on, and Saturday, and we've all got things to do. But what needs to happen for Ajax on Wednesday night, mate? What do you want to see now from this team? Who do you want to see play? Whatever. Is there anything you change? Um, I, I think we need to the formation, the tactics, whatever you, the formation you want to call it. I think the four to three one has worked really well. And I think with Nunes, <clears throat> with Nunes and Thiago coming back into the lineup, hopefully um, that's going to, is it just going to be a huge boost? Um, likely that we, you know, Thiago in the, in the pivot with 
Fabinho or Henderson. I'm not sure which one he's going to go with, uh, but I, I would probably think that it's going to be Henderson since Fabinho played today. But um, And then Nunes and Bobby, I think their link-up has been great. I think Salah benefits from Nunes running in behind when Salah plays. He, technically, in the tactics-wise, he plays a little bit more wide on paper, but with Nunes and Bobby linking up to, to, through the middle, I think it creates a lot of space. Uh, for him to come in a little bit more and play more narrow, uh, close to Nunes. So I think that that, that will benefit Salah. Like we saw today, there's absolutely no threat in behind. And every time we try to do a long ball, Salah's on his own. So I think he does benefit with somebody else running in behind and you know creating that space for him. Um, but yeah, I, I just think with Nunes and uh, with Tiago coming back into the lineup, that is going to be a huge change. Um, and we need a result. That's that's just pretty much it. Like, however you play, whatever you do, you need to get the result just to to make sure we do go on to the you know to progress in the Champions League because it's not looking that well in the Premier League. You know, we lost today, so we want to make sure that we at least challenge in the in the Champions League. And if you do have a convincing win uh, come this week against Ajax, you're you know things are looking a lot better for the Champions League. Then you know we're kind of pretty much through. And we can concentrate, you know, now the Champions League will resume, you know, after the World Cup break. So it, it going to, you know, quarterfinals and semifinals and all that. But I, I just think the first step is get a result, no matter what, no matter how you play, no matter what you do, just get a result against IX midweek. Mm -hmm. And we go from there just because it, in the end of the day, the result is the most important. We, we have to grind, bias, square by, whatever you want to call it. We just have to get the result. It doesn't matter how, it doesn't have to look pretty. We just need the result. I agree, mate, hundred um, percent. Yeah, we just need to try and win the game, and that that will be fine because we'd basically be through with a game to spare. Uh, tricky game though. Ajax, very tough game away from home. We only won last time um, with a late goal from Joe Matip, so I'm expecting a tough game. Um, but yeah, like you say, mate, we just need to win. That's the most important thing. Get back into winning form. Just try and treat this game as a blip. It's a very big blip, a very embarrassing blip, but we can't dwell on it. You know, we're playing every three games, at, every three days at the minute. So we can't sit around feeling sorry for ourselves. We have to just go again. That's that's all we can do, really. Um, shake ourselves down and just hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll come out better against Ajax. Um, but yeah, listen, thank you for watching. If you made it to this point, guys, the pods are going to be back regularly. Um, there's a bit of a break because I was away and other people were doing different things but we're back now so make sure you smash the like button subscribe and also join our sporting and group chat with the link in the description and we'll see you guys next time take care and we'll see you soon Sports Social Podcast Network